0: hello hello ladies and gentlemen this is a girl mitzi and this is mitzi let's think about it today we are thinking about not wanting sex you know that's something that it comes across our minds but we never really talk about this with other people because you know it's taboo to talk about sex and then it's just taboo to talk about not wanting to have sex or to have sex i mean goodness it's just an overall taboo so luckily for me I have Courtney here as a special guest to truly help us think about this in another perspective. So thank you so much, Courtney, for joining and coming on my show. I appreciate it. How are you today?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So I know you wrote a book about this and that's what really intrigued me, you know, yes.
1: so,
0: and I know you're a sex therapist and a life coach and a mental health therapist but what really got you to write this down? I mean, do you come across this a lot, where you're just you have clients who are just like, I just don't want to have sex.
1: Yes. <laughs> the short answer is yes, absolutely. Um, I work. Uh, um, I mean, I've been in this field for over 15 years, and I, I cannot tell you how many women have come up to me or sat in my office or sat across the screen from me and said, I just don't want sex like i'm not interested in it i could go the rest of my life without it i'm only here because my husband thinks there's something wrong with me um you know i feel like i'm broken so those sentiments are, are have just permeated so much of my professional work that i just that's really what led me to write the book
0: yeah i can understand that and i think that's i think that's nice to know that there are other women out there that just don't want to have sex. I mean, have you come across men that don't want to have sex as well?
1: Yeah, I would say that it's something that's um, typically not as common. Um, And it's not, um, uh, there's a variety of reasons for this, but it's definitely more in my experience where the, in heterosexual relationships where the female is the one who is less interested in sex There are couples that I've worked with where the male has been the lower desire partner, but predominantly it's been the woman who is really not interested. Okay. Well, that
0: makes sense. That makes sense. Our hormones, like, you know, after we go through certain things, they're just, we're just not in the mood. Like, no, just don't (laughs) even touch me. Don't even look like me. (laughs) Sometimes it just be like that with me and my husband as well. So. I am very excited to have you on my show because let's yeah, be honest, there's, there's a lot of myth and there's there's not really much facts about, you know, sex and what goes on in their bodies, you know, I mean, yeah. there's not a lot of studies on it. And the ones who do have the studies on it, common folks of the world, they don't really do that research, you know, and they mm-hmm. listen to podcasts like mine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really true that men are just instinctively with their hormones, just want sex more than women?
1: Yeah, so uh, that's a tough question to answer because I think we have to really look at the cultural landscape. And so what we see from a young age is that a girl's sexuality is a lot of times shamed. And so I'm talking about how she looks at her body, how she explores her body, her interest in relationships, her interest in sexuality. Those are oftentimes shamed or, you know, the message of like, you're, you know, a slut if you're interested in those things. Whereas with boys, Mm. it's much more like, oh, he was touching his penis again, Mm. or, you know, like just like making jokes. And, and then by the time they hit adolescence, it's much more expected that like, oh, well, you know, he's a boy, like they're just always thinking about sex. Whereas with girls, it's just assumed that we just never think about sex because we're not sexual beings, apparently. So when when you receive those messages, right, both from, as boys and girls, then you it's hard to really differentiate if those are actually ingrained, like this idea that men want sex more than women do. Because if women were raised the way that boys were raised or girls were raised the way that boys were raised, I, I don't know if we'd see that much of a difference in terms of interest in sex. But one of the things I talk about in my book is called the sexual gatekeeper syndrome. And this is something that I coined after being in this field for a while of women who like girls have taken on this sexual gatekeeping of society. So it's the girl that's supposed to say no. It's the girl that's supposed to be modest. It's the girl that's supposed to like, uh, no, like we're not supposed to be doing this. Like, come on, you know, being coy and, and it's always okay for the boy to push the boundary. I mean, if you have it, the opposite, right? Most a lot of times people are like, well, what's wrong with the guy? Like, why would he be the one to stop it? It's just assumed that girls are just prudes and they're the ones that, you know, want to shut it down. And, and I don't think that's the case. I think that these are just roles that have been forced onto, you know, the two different genders and, now we're yeah. where we are.
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense because I have a friend and he's in that dating game right now. And he says that one of the biggest turnoff is women just being so assertive about their sexual life on the first date or on the first, like first week of just talking. They're just quick to just, just get right to it or just just talk about it openly and it throws him off guard like why why are you Mm -hmm. why are you forcing yourself on me you know so Mm. I see what you're saying it's something that you know we're just so engraved through generations and through times and Mm -hmm. that it just seems unnormal for a woman to just want it but in reality we want it probably as much as men it just depends on our hormones how we look at ourselves the trauma that we carry you know 100% our our mental state of mind the environment so everything that you just said makes perfect perfect sense so I guess the real question is is it wrong to feel not sexual at the moment when your partner is I mean does that guilt need to be there because sometimes that guilt lingers
1: yeah I mean I think that guilt our emotions serve a purpose. So one, I don't think there's anything wrong with not being in the mood or desiring sex, but also knowing or not, but, and also understanding that the role that guilt plays, you know, asking myself, like, why am I feeling guilty? A lot of times women feel a sense of obligation to do things that they really don't want to do, but feel like they're supposed to do them because that's the right thing to do. Or because if I don't, then X, Y, or Z is going to happen. And that's, that's totally normal. You then have to decide, like, is this really what I want? Or am I going to show up in a way in an inauthentic way, because I'm checking a box. And sometimes you do like sometimes that's just what happens. But when we continue to do do that day after day, we get into this really bad habit of uh, betraying ourselves and disconnecting from what what our body is telling us, like, hey, maybe you're actually really not interested, or like, Maybe this relationship isn't right for you, or maybe like you need to be doing some, like take care of yourself and advocate for your needs or have your needs met first before your partner expects you to show up sexually. So I don't, I I would never say that it's bad at all. It Does it become a, can it become problematic? Yes, but that, I mean, in a variety of ways.
0: Yeah, no, I love I love your your statement and your response to that because it, when you put it in that type of context it makes sense, you know, and it just makes us realize like everything everything can happen but it just has to be at the right time. You know what I mean? But I guess one of the things that I came across and what a lot of people have just um always question is how come when you're in a real, in an intimate relationship they feel that sex is the only way to be intimate. I mean, we mm-hmm. know that there's other ways to have, have to be intimate without sex, but for my audience or for anybody who's listening that may not know, mm-hmm. what is a good other ways that somebody can have that intimacy and that, that sexual arousal without actually having sex?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can be um close or like intimate with somebody I, I mean you can have sex and not be intimate and you can be intimate and not have sex so I think a lot of times people interchange those words and they're not the same so making sure that you're differentiating like I can go out and you know like knock out a one-night stand but I'm not going to be intimate like emotionally with that person or like really be vulnerable but I'm still having sex so like it doesn't you know like they're, yeah, they're different. I understand so, that. yeah So if you're trying to promote intimacy in your relationship, you know, sex can be one of those ways. But I really, when I work with couples, one of the things that I encourage them to do is to have a date. Um, And it can be even if you after the kids go to bed or even after you're like done with work and you walk the dog, like just being in your own house, being in, in your bedroom, wherever it is, but some type of emotional connection. So you're talking about, your feelings. You're talking about something that matters to you. Not necessarily like, yeah, did you catch the game? Like, that was real cool. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Your mom's coming to town. Awesome. Okay. All right. You're like, no, that's not an intimate conversation. Like that is just surface level garbage. Like that's not helpful. And so some, usually one partner, typically the female needs some emotional intimacy before she feels safe or comfortable enough to open herself sexually to intimacy. So I always try to make sure that that component of like um, emotional intimacy is present. Also like non-threatening sexual touches. So holding your hand, putting your hand on like your partner's shoulder, just giving them a hug and not grabbing their ass. Um, Yeah. Like physical touches where it, there's not a pressure for okay, now we're going to, now he's going to want to have sex because we started making out, right? It like, let the touch be what it is in that moment and be like, embrace that. But I think a a lot of times women, when they like open themselves up to physical intimacy, they're afraid that that will automatically lead to a sexual intimacy and they might, may not be ready for that.
0: Yeah, that's very true. That last statement was on the nail and it's hard (laughs) because Sometimes, you know, you feel comfortable with somebody, you know, especially people in the dating game, you know, it's hard right now. It's hard right now because some people are trying to put their emotions into it, and be vulnerable with someone and then yeah. the other one's like, no, this is a one night stand. And I think the biggest issue is yeah. that lack of communication and just over assuming, you know, is is that what yes. you realized as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think one of the best questions that you can ask before you go on a date with someone is, what are you looking for? Yeah. That. What are you looking for? And, and, and be prepared for them to ask you that question too. And it's okay if you're like, well, I just got out of a long-term relationship. I'm not really sure what I'm looking for right now. That's okay. You don't have to say like, you, there's some great answers. You could say, I'm looking for new, you know, connecting with new people. I'm, you know, open to a long-term partnership. I'm you can be honest and just sometimes you're like, yeah, I'm just, I'm looking for a one night stand. Like there's no right answer to it. If you're unsure what you're looking for, I would then um, have you focus on what it is that you value from that relationship. So I'm really looking for somebody that I can share X with an experience with, I'm really looking for somebody that adds fun to my life. I'm really looking for somebody that's going to inspire me in a certain way. So that's not limiting or um, it's not specifying the kind of relationship that you're looking for, but instead it's saying there's different ways that this value can show up in my life. And so then Mm -hmm. you're, that's, so there's two different ways to do that. But I would definitely, you know, those are two big questions that I would consider when you're, what are you looking for? Like, that's just a straight, like, let's just be honest here. If you're just looking to get in my pants, that's cool. If I'm on, if I'm on the same wavelength as you, and if it's not, then like, Hey, I'm not looking for that. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. You know?
0: Yeah. I think that's, I think people just need to be brave in their own skin. You know, yes. I think that's the biggest thing is sometimes they feel the need to impress and then they feel yeah. the need to just go along and go with yeah. whatever the flow is. And it's hard because, you know, one of the biggest things that people say is you need to have a good relationship with yourself before you have any Absolutely. type of relationship or sexual relationship with anybody. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Even even if you're not at a place where you can say that I really love myself, I would love it if you could just get to a place where you respect yourself. Oh, that's like if deep. you, if yeah. you just, if you just recognize like, you know what, like I, I'm not going to tolerate like men that are, you know, somebody that's not going to like call me back or communicate, or I'm not going to tolerate somebody who like just ghosts me. I'm not going to tolerate because I respect myself too much and I value what I have to offer. And again, we're not using the love word. I think for some, sometimes that can be really hard for somebody to be like, well, oh, I love my body and I love myself. So if you can't like embrace that, that's you're, you're not alone. That's totally normal. But I would then focus on the respect part and really try to like, how can I respect who I am innately and like try to get my needs met from that perspective
0: beautiful I really like that response I think that does hitting it on the nail again there you go (laughs) Courtney doing a great job (laughs) another star (laughs) Yay, stars now (laughs) well one of the other things that I hear and I want to I want to know your opinion on this as well Mm -hmm. is that people who suffer from body dysmorphia they have a Mm -hmm. hard time with having sexual relations is that true
1: Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. People, even if it's not as extreme as body dysmorphic disorder um, and they still just have body image issues, a hundred percent, you know, the idea of being naked and seen is, can be like paralyzing to some individuals.
0: Yeah. And what would be some ways to, to help that, you know, if they're going through that? Or they want um, to. They, they're ready for that yeah. relationship, but they're not ready to be that fully exposed. Like, how do you how do you take that baby step?
1: I think just being honest with the situation. Um, a lot of times we like to hide these parts of us that we're like, okay, um, okay. If I just make like, don't don't take off my clothes. I'll just keep my shirt on. I'll just do this that is absolutely okay. Like never have sex in a situation where you don't feel fully present and you don't feel fully comfortable. And so I think sharing with your partner, like, Hey, um, this may sound really weird, but, uh, I, I'm just like not at a place right now where I feel really comfortable with having sex with the lights on. And you don't even have to say why you can just say, I would just like, I just prefer that we have sex with the lights off." Or, um, I would prefer to keep my shirt on when we have sex or, um, you know, whatever the situation is that you feel the most comfortable in. And hopefully you pick a partner that is trustworthy enough to receive that and like honor your requests. And if you don't, then I really want you to consider the person that you're considering having sex with, because if you don't feel safe enough to share that, then, I would have you rethink maybe that that would not be a partner that is, that respects all of you. And that's who you deserve is somebody that respects all of you and is ready to meet you where you're at. I mean, I'd love to be like, well, just push on through and take off that shirt or flip the lights right on. But if you're Uh not at a place where you're ready to do that, like, then don't, don't do that.
0: Yeah, perfect. I love your responses. Yeah. I think you, yeah. you, you the, nothing has been said that was wrong. I, I think it's been awesome. I, I really, <laughs> oh, I really hope somebody in the audience is able to think about their sex life in a different perspective, because yeah. we don't have a sexual relationship with someone, we just have to respect ourselves, you know, especially when you yeah. said you have to respect yourself. I thought that was like, wow, that is a big difference compared to to all the other ways of what people say that you need to be before you actually be in a relationship and I think we forget that we respect ourselves more than what we actually give ourselves the credit to we just have to use that word to give us that oh I do have self-respect you know I do yes that's that's I think that's very very important and I'm just curious, what made you get into sex therapy? You like got all the therapies you could have gotten <laughs> yeah. into, girl. Why this Next one? Question.
1: Yeah, so I grew up really religious, and and sex was not talked about uh, growing up. It was very shame based very hush hush it was like it's dirty don't do it but wait until you get married and then it's going to be amazing essentially Uh, which just kind of seems odd like a very uh, contradictory statement but no and so then Mm -hmm. as I got older and then went to college I realized just how harmful the messaging had been to me and to so many of my friends and I wanted to do something about it and so then I told my parents you know I don't want to be a lawyer I want to study sexuality (laughs) and so they're like awesome that's great Uh, but I didn't know exactly in what way and so I I went and I got a master's in education in human sexuality and I started working as a sexuality educator uh, and talking to anybody about reproduction and contraception and you know all of it and what would happen is that people would come up to me afterwards and they would share like like, is this normal is, you know, what's wrong with me? What, how do I deal with this? And I'm like, I don't know, like I'm not clinically trained. And so then I just felt called to go back. And so then I got another master's in mental health counseling and went from there.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. That's a great, that's a great way to venture into that because sometimes it all starts with just your curious mind, like something has to be better than what I know you know yes start questioning your your beliefs of what people have bestowed upon you through generations Mm -hmm. that's when I feel like you're gonna make just like a big impact not in yourself but around the world and just people around you and I think that's lovely and just having you on my show it just proves that this is exactly where you need to be you know that's oh thank you yeah, this is wrapping up the show. What could be some great advice you can leave my audience off with? Even though you already gave us some great tips <laughs> and just some great information, this has really been ch- 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 just hitting the nail on this. What can be yeah. some lasting advice?
1: Um, so one of the things that I really try to emphasize when I talk about this is the importance of prioritizing pleasure. And that is one thing that I see, especially women, especially moms, do not do a great job of. And so what happens is is that We as women have become so devoid of pleasure in our lives and we see it as a distraction or this like, you know, little carrot dangling reward that we get every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And so what, when I see women start to prioritize pleasure in their life and not just sexual pleasure, just like that smell of coffee in the morning or like stopping and like smelling that beautiful, like rose bush that you walk by or like savoring a meal or holding your kid's hand, like these things that bring you pleasure, when we start to prioritize that, it feeds into all areas of our life and that fuels our sexuality and our sexual energy and allows us to show up and desire and crave sex more. So if you have a partner that has a low sexual desire, the best thing you can do for them is to encourage them to prioritize pleasure in their life.
0: That's very interesting and that's mm-hmm. that, and that makes sense. You know, if you really think yeah. about it and when somebody gets horny or is ready to have sex, it's usually because they had a, they had a good day, you know, everything yes. was fine, you know, and they're not stressed, you know, they're, they're, they're exactly. ready for it, you know, but when you're stressed and overwhelmed and discouraged, yeah. I mean, nobody wants to be touched. Like, no, don't even no. <laughs> I no, totally it's understand. true. Yes. Yeah. It's,
1: it's a, perfect. it's a biological reaction. Like visit when you're in a stress state, your body shuts down your reproductive system because it's in survival mode and reproduction is not a, a survival necessity. So yeah, absolutely. I would encourage people to prioritize pleasure because I believe that a pleasured woman is a powerful woman and powerful women can change the world. Yes, I know. I
0: see that on your website. I was like, oh, this, <laughs> this girl is awesome. I can't wait to speak <laughs> to her because I was looking through your yeah. website and I just seen that, how you you had that right there as soon as you lo- you yes. opened it up and I was just like, this is this is what people need the seat this is what people need to think about because there are so many people who are hurting and it's because of that sexuality that they haven't figured out you know so if anybody in my audience that is just at this step in their life where just the you know i don't want to have sex why i just don't have anybody in my circle that i feel comfortable talking with well you know it, it Courtney, you know she. I have yes. a direct link yeah. on my website with her beautiful photo. <laughs> just, just click on it, and I'm pretty sure you're not going to be disappointed. She has really great content and access to her book. Duh. I mean, <laughs> if anything, start off there. Just saying, yeah. hint, hint. <laughs> Alrighty, y'all. That's it. That's the show. Always, always keep thinking, y'all. Bye.